Promotional consideration paid for by the following. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Third Shift. It's episode 351, and I, of course, am your host, your funky leader, the greatest man who's ever lived. It's me, it's Matt, and I'm pumped for the show as I always am. And with me, as always, am it's the light bearer, the light bringer, the light bearer, bringing the beast master third shift. It's Eric, and he's here to tell us how his week was. There's no big special intro. I thought about a bit. I was like, what bit can I make up? I don't know. So I guess this is the bit, me not having a bit, and then me throwing it to you to just say, I don't know. Hey, Eric, okay, well, how was your week anyway? Well, I could say happy Pride Month, everybody. It's the month of June, and everybody's rocking and rolling. It's the Pride Month. Shout out to all those individuals. I hope you have a wonderful month. I hope the support out there is wonderful for you. But beyond that, this week, what did I do? Well, I went down south to the wonderful state of Ohio. I visited some family. We went to Kings Island a whole bunch. We rode a ton of roller coasters, had a lot of fun. It was a great start of the summer. The weather was perfect. It was impeccable. And, of course, being that it was a memorial weekend, we celebrated by doing what we do and honor the fallen, honor those lost in all the wars overseas, etc., etc. May you all rest in peace and... To honor them, we did what you do, and that was grill lots of food. We got chicken wings, burgers. We did the whole nine yards, two days straight of that. Had a good time. And while I was there, I also had a little bit of time in the evenings to play Wild Hearts and Star Wars Jedi Survivor. And if you, of course, throw a few bucks our way, you can hear all about that over there because I talk about beating those two games and how it all goes down. I won't go into big detail here because, you know, I already did it over there. But I will say I beat them both, had a great time with them, put them aside. They are now in the checklist of done. And in fact, Star Wars is actually deleted. It's gone. It's off. It's off the system. It had to go because Diablo 4 is right around the corner. In fact, it's like super right around the corner, which I'll talk about more probably here in a couple minutes. So it had to go. I hate that. I wish it didn't have to happen because there was a couple things I might have done in Star Wars Jedi, you know, Survivor. I might have gone doing a couple of the bounties to see where that went. Probably a couple easy trophies I could have finished up, but you know what? Whatever. We got to we got to move on, Matt. We can't just keep on keeping on and hold every game thinking we're going to do one more thing in it. So, with that being said, Wild Hearts off the storylines, Jedi off the storylines. We got Diablo 4 around the corner. We got FS16 around the corner. I can't wait. And other than that, I don't know, man. What did I do? Did I do anything else special? I mean, I feel like there's something I'm missing. Something I'm missing. Oh, you know what? It's this little game. This game. Octopath Traveler 2. Finally popped it on, man. I don't like to jump the gun. But there's... there's what What were you thinking, Eric? I know. When you have like two weeks until Final Fantasy I 16. Know. You can't start this uh, game right now. But I couldn't help it. I had to scold you. Although if I was in the same boat, I would probably do the same thing because I feel like a good JRPG, especially yes. with pixel art. So go. Tell me all about how awesome it is right now. That's what it is. Is It just called to me. I went, you know what? I need... Oh God, I need RPG. It's like a cocaine addict. You know, the needles and, and, and the lines are right there. You're just like, oh, I got to get going and we got to do this and i went nope i'm doing it i can't stop oh yeah regardless whether i can keep on playing it because of these other two big games coming up i had to hit it i had to do it and i got in there and i played as the assassin first uh and so far this story is phenomenal like you said those old school graphics but with all the new school vibes you know how it is just stunning, just wonderful. The music is so wonderful. 
so far, the story and the acting and everything, because they got the voices and all that good stuff, are just spot on. I'm really digging it. I've got like eight hours in so far, and just I keep I just want to play. I just want to get in there, and I want to keep going and going and going and going. It's just like every RPG. You know, it starts off a little slow, and then it starts to ramp up. And this one did that too, but... Now that I'm in the mix and we're rocking and rolling and it's been shown to me why things are going on and the Assassin's you know, storyline, wonderful game. I mean, everyone's hyped it up. You've already heard of like a million times why this game is phenomenal, but I can at least attest now for the first eight hours that it is indeed true. Octopath Traveler 2, if you love JRPGs, you cannot let this one go. You cannot. So far, 100%. Wonderful. Can't wait to keep playing it, but... You're right, man. You're right. With Diablo 4 kicking off and, of course, FF16 kicking off next week, it's, it's going to be rough. It's going to be a rough road. I don't know how I'm going to handle it and how we're going to take care of things, but I'm not letting this one go. It's not dropping. I don't care how long i got to drag it along in the nets, just like I am Horizon Forbidden West. <laughs> it's, not, it's not going. I'm not letting it out. Those nets, it's going to stay there. I'll throw chum all the time right back in those nets. Keep it alive. I don't care. Is that maybe cruel to the game? Possibly. I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway because I don't want to let it slip by me. Much like Star Ocean, uh, which I really wanted to play, but I didn't bite the bullet and buy it and get it ready to go. So, you know, I feel like that one might might end up squirming off and I'll never touch it. And I don't want that to happen. It cannot with these ones. So, yes, that's what I've been up to this week. It's been a great week. Looking forward to next week. There's so much happening. It's it's like it's gonna be wonderful. What about you, man? It's gonna be wonderful. And it's gonna be insane because I know there's there's the, there's for me it's Street Fighter, not Diablo, and then Final <laughs> Fantasy 16, and there's something else that I am always for. Oh, AW Fight Forever just got its release date, which is the end of the month, right after my birthday. So there's that also in June, and then after that is Detective Archives Raincoat. Look, it's gonna be nuts. But for the week past. There's a lot of stuff that I already just talked about on what you play in Third Shift, so I won't go into major details. Marvel's Midnight Suns, I finally finished the DLC campaigns. The last one I did Storms, and then the big culminating boss fight at the end of that. Listen to what you play for more on that one. But I'm excited to actually get back into the proper story, which I haven't advanced for like 10 hours of screwing around slash DLC time. And I know there's two characters, at least, that I have left to unlock, so I'm looking forward to digging into them once I finally get to those. That'll be a lot of fun. The other game that's a lot of fun, but I never talk about that much because there's not much to say. Reading History of Perfect Chronology, which fits that pixel art JRPG fix for me. I was sitting here and I beat another game I'm going to talk about in a second. I went, all right, what could I? What do I need? I need a JRPG. And I went, hey, dummy, you basically play that. I mean, the battle system's different, but you play a nice pixel art Japanese role-playing game every single day at work for 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there. And it's just great. It's just phenomenal. The art, the characters, the voice acting. There's not much for me to say because it's just awesome every time I play it. And I I want to hopefully finish Midnight Suns relatively soon so I can just make Perfect Chronology the next game that I play at work and at home. When I want to be handheld, I just do that so it'll get finished and get done. Another game that I played a lot of was Tears of the Kingdom. I finally got a big play session in on that. Just roaming around the world. I did a couple of story objectives. Go do this. Go do that. Okay. Next thing was go to one of the four areas, one of the four corners, and do a story thing. And on the way there, I had some wild adventures. And just just the beauty of that game, I think, for me at least, is just wandering through the world. The systems and stuff are great. The shrines are fun. The little mini puzzles in there are fun. There was one that was called Fire and Ice. That was a lot of fun to mess with. But I think just running around the world and what's over that next ridge where when I scramble Skyrim horse my way up the top of this weird, tall little mountain, what can I glide down to in the distance? It excites me. So I I think I did that Friday night. It's just a four-hour play session of just, what am I going to find next? What's going to happen next? Oh, my God, look at this. Oh, my God, look at that. It was just a blast. I talk more about details on that on what you're playing, but it's... I feel like that's going to be that game that I'm going to screw around in a lot and maybe never finish. I've seen people's videos on Twitter where they're like attaching the fans to the glider thing and they're literally flying through the air. Once I get to that spot, I don't know, maybe the charm will go away after that or maybe I'll just never get to that spot. But so far, I'm just running around and seeing what I find and where I find it. And 
don't know. It's exciting, and I like it. And the other game that I played was Forspoken. I'm going to talk about the DLC a little bit later in the episode, so hang out for that. I teased it last week. I said I was probably going to talk about it. I loved it so much. I can't wait to talk about it more. But aside from that, after I beat the DLC, it's almost been Tears of the Kingdom again. Now, granted, I know kind of what I'm going for in Forspoken. Here you get this, here you get that. I go open up the map. But that map is so huge. That world is so enormous that it's just exciting to run around. And, you know, I'm fighting enemies and doing stuff. And sometimes I don't feel like fighting, so I'm just jetting through. But that scenery and just the, the new areas, like there's whole cloudy areas of the map I haven't even been to yet at all. And every time you go in, ping, 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 it lights up with stuff. And not like an overwhelming amount of stuff. You go in and find a refuge, or you'll find a belfry, and there'll be five things in the distance. Well, I can get to five things really quick in that game. And it's just been a blast. I can't wait to get back into that, do more of that. It's not anything new, anything different, really. But just exploring that world and living in that world that I love so much... It's just been a ton of fun. I'm definitely going for the platinum in that. I'm most of the way there right now, and I can't wait to finish that up. But that's been it. That's been my week. I didn't do anything outside of anything. <laughs> well, I watched AEW Double or Nothing, which was an awesome wrestling show. All the different ups and downs, and from this match to this match, the different styles and the different... Oh, man, it was great. It was so good. It was wonderful, over the top, and amazing. And I didn't even do anything. No movies, no shows, no nothing. So that was my week, Eric. What else are you going to tell me about? What's going to happen here? What's what's going? Let me say, you want double or nothing, Matt? It's called Bullet Storm coming to VR, baby. Man, I beat this game, played it a long time ago, never beat it. Then I played it again with Mr. Matt here. We mm-hmm. Well, not literally together for the actual story part. But we did. But we did play it together because we did a lot of the, uh, the, the weird, I don't know what you call it, the co-op, like weird stuff. Is the anarchy mode. Yes, man. Gosh, bless. We talked about that years and years ago. Bulletstorm, what a fantastic game that was. We've we've always said we'd love to see a Bulletstorm 2. Well, we're not getting a Bulletstorm 2 yet, but we are getting Bulletstorm completely redone for VR from the ground up. So I cannot wait to get this. And then, Matt, you sent me on a high because you sent this to me, and I was like, oh, I'm so excited. This is great. But then I went and looked, and I was like, oh, this is for MetaQuest. The new MetaQuest that's coming out is for the MetaQuest Showcase. And I went... Oh, it's not even coming to PSVR 2. That's it's for the MetaQuest. And then I went, hang on, Eric, look look up some more. Well, it was showcased at the MetaQuest, but it's also coming to PSVR 2. So I went, yes, oh my God, thank goodness, because I would have been very sad. I specifically, before I tagged you on it, I clicked on it, and then beneath that it says, hey, pre-order it for PlayStation here and Steam here and whatever. And I went, yeah. And then I thought to myself, oh, no. What if they have the anarchy mode in here? I can't imagine they would because it'd be too much to have two people in VR doing that. But what if they did? Because then I'd have to get PSVR so we could play that anarchy mode again. In first person. Because that was just just the best. Man. And I went and watched the, uh, the video, of course. And, and you can tell they, they did this ground up. It's different. It's not the exact same game as you played when you played Bulletstorm and the, re, you know, the remaster for PS4 or whatever. It's different. It's got a different setup and a way you're doing things, but how can I say no? What a fun, stupid story. I only wish one thing, man. I wish one thing. I wish they had the Duke Nukem changeover for this because I loved the Duke Nukem version. Just every yeah. time anybody said anything, hey, man, it's a, I ain't supposed to be here. What the hell's happening? <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. Who are you? <laughs> Who are you? Why are you talking to me? Like, that cracked me up every time. And it's stupid. It was ridiculous. But it cracked me up every time. And I loved it. I just loved the, the fourth wall being broken and just him going, I don't even know what the hell's going on here. And it, still murdering everybody, still doing all this stuff, but just going, whatever. I'm just playing along. Cool. For, forget it. Listen, lady, I don't even know who you are. But I saw the reveal thing, and I went, man, you know, how good it would feel. And I don't know what the controls are, but throwing out that leash and Mm -hmm. yanking people in. And then, obviously, you have to hit a button for this, but the boot coming out and booting them into something else. Mm -hmm. Or Or maybe it's like a jerk motion. Who knows what it's going to be, but it'll be one of those. Yanking them in and then doing the pop-up and then the the shoot. Oh, man. It got me so excited. Yeah, yeah. I I can't wait to see how the, uh, the control configuration goes. Because that will be important. I assume I'm going to have a great time. 
But depending on how you move and depending on how you shoot and everything, that could change things. So that's the only stipulation I have for this title is that I really want to see how you're going to do your movement, how you're going to do your shooting, how the leash is going to work, how the kick's going to work. Because if it's awkward and weird, it might really jack the game all to hell for me. But if yeah. it's smooth and if it feels good, I can't wait. I'm going to go through it all over again. Don't matter. I, I'm I'm super stoked. Looking forward to it. They didn't give a release date yet, as far as I was I saw it. I was looking all Nothing over. I but saw. Yeah. So, an undetermined time in the future, probably by the end of this year, just because of the 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 trailer they showed. Kind of looked like they had it together. They knew what they were doing, and everything was, you know, on point. So, whenever the release date is of the new meta. I'll bet it's going to be in a reasonable time frame of you know within that. So look forward to it this year. Hopefully we see even more games drop. You know we've talked about the PSVR two before, and you know VR in general. Just you need that support. You got to get these developers and whatnot on there making these games. Otherwise, it's doomed to just kind of fizzle and or just coast and and never make you know that meteoric rise or uh, just steadily rise. Hell, I, I'd take that. But it's good to see that we're getting some games for these uh, these systems. And I, I was shocked because I didn't even pay attention to the MetaQuest thing. I was like, oh, well, I don't care, whatever. I didn't know anything about it. I, I think I just saw it because Gearbox retweeted it. And I went, hey, Bulletstorm. And my eyes lit up and my ears stood on end. And I went, Bulletstorm, what? Oh, it's for VR? But that's still pretty cool. Yeah, definitely cool. So if you like Bulletstorm, you know what? Go get yourself a PSVR 2 or the new MetaQuest. I'd say PSVR 2 just because that's what I have and I'm going to support it. But either way, I can't wait. Look forward to talking to you all more about it when it actually hits in a bit. And what else can you not wait to talk about, Eric? Come on now. Don't leave oh, us in suspense. Well, Mr. Man, you know, I was looking. And I went, wait a minute. When's Game Fest? When's, when's live you know, showcase for Games Fest? Because remember, it's the whole thing. Wait, why are we skipping the releases? Why did I skip it? I don't know. Oh my I was just God. like, well, well it's, I mean, it's a fun thing for us to talk about. I guess we could just do it for two Damn seconds. It. <laughs> so, of course, I get ahead of myself, everybody. I just went ahead and flip-flopped everything. We're supposed to be talking about releases, but I got so excited about Bulletstorm VR. I couldn't help it. I had to get in there and jump in and want to tell you about it. But before we move on to the main topic, you know we do our releases. You know we got a game that we want to talk about that's coming out or has already come out. For me this time, it's Diablo 4. It's an easy one for me. You're just thinking, what, Eric? That don't come out till the 6th. No, you're wrong. comes out on the 1st. It comes out as of 29 minutes from now. For those who got the Deluxe Edition or the big Uber Edition, you get to play it five days, six days, whatever it is early. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait. It's been almost 11 years since Diablo 3 hit the scene. And it's like yesterday. I remember sitting there talking to my buddy Brent, just going, when is this game going to hit? When, when, you know, da, 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 back and forth. It got delayed, if you remember. Delayed, 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 delayed. We're like, we're never going to play this. It's like five years out. It's like yesterday. We're sitting in flapjacks. Now here we are, 11 years later, Matt, talking about getting ready tonight, after we're done podcasting, to play this Diablo 4 with, of course, naturally, Matt, a booked weekend. I got things going happening every single day. I got people wanting me to do this. People want me to do that. I got a friend who wants me to go do like game day on a Sunday too. And then I'm supposed to go directly into like a lunch end. I'm like, this is, this, this is not, this is not what's supposed to be happening for the launch of a game I've waited 11 years for. This is not what I want right now. If only you'd taken a day off to celebrate like you normally would have 11 years ago Back without the sweat, no fuss, no huss. It would have been You're a whole right. week off. Boom, it's gone. Long ago. I would have done exactly that. Days would have been off. Where are you going next week, Eric? <laughs> I'm going into my basement to play a video game. Huh, what? what? Why would you do that? Yeah, well, because I love <laughs> video games. And I want to play the damn thing. So it hits, of course, today, June 1st, if you have the uh, deluxe edition versions of the game. This, of course, is Diablo 4, made by Blizzard, if you don't know. And... It's historic. I'm not. I. I, I don't even want to like explain the. You, you know what Diablo is. If you don't, you're not really playing video games. To be honest with you, you, you got to at least understand it. But I will say this: Diablo Four wanted to make sure that they took stock of all the Diablo fans from the different generations, including one, two, and three. And then they took that into account, and they were like, "Well, what can we do to make sure everyone's paid attention to and everyone's happy?" So they said, "Let's take the combat of three. 
you know, that frenetic, really cool, all the different systems going on. Let's take the story and just that rich lore of two. Let's get that on board. And then let's get the grim, actual, original Diablo, just nasty, doom and gloom, bad news bears that that game had and mesh it together. And let's get every Diablo fan from history on board. And then, of course, work at getting new fans in. I can't speak. I've only played the demo. I had a freaking wonderful time. Enjoyed every minute of it. But I can't speak because obviously I don't get to actually play play until a little bit later tonight. But the reviews are in, folks, and they speak for themselves. It's getting 9s, 10s, 5 out of 5s across the board. Everything seems to be in place for this Diablo to just knock it out of the park. And the best part is, is he they actually just did a recent interview and on top of having all the different builds and all the different wonderful stuff you could imagine incorporated in this game, their own new systems, which if you don't know, they took the uh, system that Path of Exile, where it's like a bunch of different branches, and with those branches is a ton of different little personal specs you can go with. They did that this time around. So every build you have can be tweaked in a billion minute small ways to really create your own character. And of course, beyond that, in create your own character, you can actually do it in this Diablo. Before it was just, you know, you were the sorceress, you looked like every sorceress there ever was. Now, you actually get to make your own character, and on top of that, your build may be similar to, like, you know, somebody else's big build, but you may have slightly different specs and slightly different stuff, you know, that you've chosen that they didn't, so then you can play the game in a completely different way. But what I'm getting at, with all that still here in this game... They had an interview recently, and they were like, you know what else we want to do? It went to the cutting floor now, but we want to put it in later. In Diablo 2, they had runes, and you could take the different runes, and you'd put them together to make words, and then they'd give you like all sorts of different powers and different stat boosts, etc., etc. And it was a whole other source for you to farm, something else to you know try to get a hold of, and there was rare, you know, rare runes, common ones, etc., etc. And then it was a, just something you could trade with other players to get what you needed, it was a whole thing and a ton of fun. And they're like, hey, maybe you're going to be able to look forward to that in the future. Now, here I am going to jump in because uh, what company is saying this? Blizzard. Something that didn't make it into the launch of the game. And then maybe you'll see it in the future. That means you ain't going to see this because Blizzard just reneged on a whole PVE mode. What do you think they're going to put no, runes in the game no. and trade and things? <laughs> <laughs> when they couldn't even give you a basic function. <laughs> I hope that's different for this just because... For the first time, Diablo 4 has actually been catered and tailored to be uh, games as a service instead of just a standalone with some DLCs that come out. So I hope that's incorrect. I hope they follow through with this and that we see a live world always getting something new, something different. There will be the battle passes that uh, give you the extra cosmetics for your, your hard work, but... If you don't participate, that's fine. You're still going to get on the free track just like bonuses to making potions and upgrading things, doing stuff like that. And, of course, all the extras are just cosmetics. So if you don't care nothing about you know that, you can completely skip it. And if for you ask, yes, you will naturally get a bunch of different cosmetics for doing side quests that are already in the game, getting to certain milestones, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And once again, I don't know for sure, but from what I've been told, it's not like super invasive and aggravating. It's just, hey, if I want to have everything and get all the really cool, wild things that they come up with, because, you know, they're going to have crossovers and all sorts of weird stuff. That's where you're going to do it at. But for now, I just can't wait to play. There's a sorceress, barbarian, necromancer, druid, and the rogue. You know I'm going to go sorceress. I have to go that route. But the necro sounds really cool, too. I just want to jump in and play with these characters and, and just see what this dark, dark story's got for me. And the best part is, is I don't know if this is true or not, but they've got Lilith on one side and her old hubby, I don't know his name, sorry. He's on the other side of this story. It's Roland. Okay. So Roland, yes, I get what you're saying, but it's not accurate, man. It's not Come accurate. On. Come on. You, you got me in and I went, Come no, on. wait a minute. That's different. It's a different story. It's a different yes. story. Got him. God. So, anywho's, I don't know if you can choose which side you want to be on, but I really hope you get the opportunity to kind of swing one way or the other. Because from what I hear, the story is pretty compelling on to why Lilith's doing what she's doing, why uh, the angel, of course, is doing what he's doing. But I'm not sure how it's going to go yet. 
you're obviously fighting tons of demons, so we're probably not going to get to side with Lilith since she is the one in command of said demons. But I hope so. I really do because I want to go. I want to go dark side. Let's go. Let's just destroy heaven. Let's get it over with. Let's get them out of there. Root them all out. They don't like us anyway. And the story, they want to kill the humans. They hate us. So let's just get rid of them. Demons want to eat us. Angels want to kill us. Whatever. I'd rather be food, I guess, than just killed from left to right. I mean, that's better, right? I'd rather just be a lump on the side of the road. Don't eat me. (laughs) Don't eat me. My precious body that I'm not inside anymore. How could you digest me? Stop it. Yeah, just leave me alone. So, yes, in a nutshell... That's Diablo, if you don't know. It's outstanding. It's wonderful. you got to play it if you love getting loot and you love doing specs and builds and just spending millions of hours looking for that perfect chess piece or that perfect roll on those gloves. Oh, chef's kiss, man. Now, you want to talk about something you have to play if you like something. I'm talking about Forspoken in Tanta We Trust, the first and possibly only DLC for Forspoken. Now, you, the listener, know how much I love the base game. And you, the Eric, know how my jaw dropped open when you informed me that this was coming. How delighted and excited I was mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that this finally dropped on the 26th, Friday of last week, and I finally got to play it over the weekend. And let me tell you, if you love Forspoken, you absolutely have to play this. And I'll tell you why. And I'm not going to go into story spoilers or anything, because this takes place after the story of the main game. It involves Frey going to somewhere and getting a mysterious voice, and she's kind of thrown back in time to the battle of Athia and Redig. And she gets transported into the body of a soldier, one of the guards for one of the Tantas. She's living through this event in this character's body, and she's accompanied by Tanta Sinta. And part of the beauty of it is, for one, you kind of start from scratch. She starts, she has no powers. Through story events, you start gaining powers which are similar but different to your powers from the main game. So you feel that buildup. What you've done in Forspoken, which takes a long time because that's a big open world game, you get that kind of quick fix. You start out with nothing, you're fighting enemies, and it's, and it's a struggle. And as you're slowly upgrading, you can feel yourself getting better and better and better. And the other amazing thing is that you're with Tanta Sinta the whole time. She's essentially an AI co-op partner. So when you're in those first battles with her, she's doing all the heavy lifting. She's doing everything. And then you can finally feel yourself becoming almost an equal to her, like stepping up your game, your tactics, your abilities. And it feels so good. This is essentially all the best parts of Forspoken squeezed down into a little DLC. If you love the combat, there's all brand new combat abilities. And the way that you can interact with Sinta your powers kind of come together with each other because you can freeze enemies and then it'll ha- put up a little prompt up. You hit the triangle prompt, which is usually, in Forspoken, your ability to go and do stuff. But Frey will call out, Hey, Sinta, that one's yours! And she'll come swooping in with a big old attack. And the more you do that, the more it levels up so you get bigger and flashier attacks from her. But then she can also help you out because if you get knocked down, you got really low health, she'll come and put in like a little healing aura all around you so she helps you you help her but then the more you fight and the better you get she starts knocking down enemies for you to do your finishing blows on and she'll call out to you it's like a whole new avenue of forespoken because i I love that game and it's awesome but it's a lonely game it's always just fray and that's it it's always you doing everything all, all through that huge world and now you have a friend and as a result of the story, this means something to be alongside Tanta Sinta. I won't go into details or anything, but it's a whole new spin on Forspoken. You get that compressed, like, zero-to-hero growth and mentality. You get a friend to work with you. And I told this to Eric off-air, but the way that you work with her is so great. Not only in the, you know, she'll set up people for you, you'll set up people for her, but you get a power that's essentially like a big bubble. You kind of go into the middle of a crowd, you activate it, and it goes whoosh, and it kind of pushes everybody away. And I can't tell you the amount of times that I pushed somebody away, they went flying through the air, and Tanta Sinza, she's got like teleport abilities too, kind of like Nightcrawler. She will, right next to a flying enemy, smack him with her sword, and he goes flying in a whole different way. It looks and feels so good. Oh man, I'm getting jazzed up just thinking about it. (laughs) And when you get to the little open area, it's not an open world area, but you get a big open environment, it's packed. It's packed with all the mana pools to pick up, it's packed with enemy camps, it's packed with archive entries for you to pick up 
as big as Forspoken the base game is open and broad and everything is far away, this one, it's all tight and compacted. And so everywhere you go, there's something to do, even if it's just an enemy camp. But even the enemy camps are revved up. There's more enemies than you normally get in a Forspoken camp. So I feel like, it feels weird to say this, I wish this was a standalone DLC that people could play because in certain ways, this DLC is better than the main game. It's like the best of Forspoken, in my opinion. Obviously, I'm the big Forspoken fan. If you're not a Forspoken fan, I doubt this would convince you, but I wish there was a way for non-Forspoken fans to download and play this as just like a $10 standalone experience because you'll get all the fun of Forspoken crammed into a few-hour experience. And you can buzz through it if you want, but if you want to go around and upgrade every single new ability that you get, you can do that and have a ton of fun doing it in this new time period, you're fighting new enemies. You're with Tata Sinta in this completely new experience. And it's just phenomenal. And even your relationship with Cuff, because of the events that happened in the main game, because this takes place after that, even though you go back in time, your relationship with him is unique. So you get really unique voice lines between Frey and Cuff as you're going through the adventure. It's so good. And then, again, I won't spoil anything, but the ending... The ending sets up something that's so awesome. Literally, my jaw dropped open, and I went, wait, what? I became a YouTube reaction person. The stereotypes of that. Mm -hmm. I became that. I became so excited for the lore of this world and what it could possibly be. And who knows if we'll ever get anything else. I kind of doubt we will. But the DLC is so good. If you like Forspoken, if you've played Forspoken, if you've beaten Forspoken because you have to have beaten it to understand why some of the stuff that happens in the game is so important. You will love this DLC. I can't believe how good it is. I absolutely loved every second of it, and that's what kind of spurred me to getting back into the main game and doing everything possible that I could do. It's phenomenal. If you don't like Forspoken, maybe this won't be for you, but if you've got it somehow and you got a couple extra bucks, download this. It's a, it's a short, compacted microcosm of what Forspoken is. It's all the good stuff, none of the bad stuff. There's no bad stuff in my opinion, but if you're a person who says there's bad stuff, it's not in here. It's just, it's just great. I had so much fun with this, and I hope a lot of people do too. That's it. That's it. Wow. That's all I got. You should play it. If you've got Forspoken, you got to play this. It just sucks that uh, Luminous is gone, and there is zero chance that you ever get to see whatever it was you're excited about. I know. But the one thing I do hope, though, and I saw somebody post this on Twitter, and they phrased it in a way that I didn't appreciate, but they said, if nothing else, Forspoken has the best movement system I've ever played. It has a lot else that I enjoy. But this movement system, if this is not in some kind of other game going forward, some kind of like agile superhero kind of a game where you're just free running everywhere and jumping up and bouncing off and, and whipping over to stuff and oh god it's so much fun to just run around i love when i got to the open map and i could just parkour off of everything mm -hmm. the magic parkour system is so much fun somebody has to steal this square enix has to put it in an, another guardians of the galaxy game or something because that again if nothing else that has to live on from this game because it's so much fun I hope so, too. Just like I always hope that Anthem's movement gets moved on to something else. It hasn't happened yet, but maybe someday in the future. But until that time, we're held in suspense. But maybe not for long, Matt, because in one week, next week, in fact, right before the show at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the Summer Games Fest kicks off with its big you know, showcase. And, of course, not just this event, but events surrounding it. We're getting like 40 publishers, over 40 publishers, inside of this bad boy now jeff has come out and said i think there's a few that people are gonna be very excited for but he didn't get crazy so it doesn't sound like there's any kind of like off the wall psychotic games that we're all gonna start doing cartwheels and flipping out for but he did say there's a few he thinks are gonna pop off for folks now i went down the list and you know looked at all these different publishers developers coming and this is our last chance, Matt. This is our last chance to talk about it, predict anything, hope for anything, because next week we will be talking about the Summer Games Fest Showcase. We won't be talking about the Devolver Digital one, as we talked about. Unfortunately, we're going to have to postpone that to the next week due to the time, but this one we will get to talk about. Is there anything coming, anything you're hoping that gets showcased here that would really just light your day up, make you feel good? Out of all the different publishers slash developers coming... What do you got? What, anybody? Anything? 
I went on their website and they had a much smaller graphic than the one that he posted up on Twitter. And I went, none of these are exciting to me. And I pulled up the big graphic from Twitter. And even so, I'm kind of looking through and there's nothing that's 100% like, I have a feeling this is definitely going to be there when I look at these publishers. Except for Devolver Digital, because I, I couldn't resist, even though we won't have seen it by the time of the next show. We'll have to see it the next week, because it's literally right at showtime. The one thing I'm really excited to see is from Devolver Digital, and it's Pepper Grinder. We've gotten little bits and pieces here and there since it's been announced. I want to see more of Pepper Grinder, that 2D Metroidvania or side-scrolling adventure where you're a little girl with a, like a hand-crank drill, and you use it to fight enemies, but then you also use it to burrow underneath the ground, and it's got almost like Sonic Ring type of things where you're collecting gems as you're burrowing underneath the ground, and depending on the angle and the speed with which you come out of the ground, you can launch yourself across gaps and up in the air. I can't wait to see how that works in boss fights and all this other stuff. So I'm really hoping they show a lot of Pepper Grinder. I've been seeing some stuff from them on Gunbrella also, another 2D side-scrolling. Maybe it's a Metroidvania, I can't tell yet. I want to see some more of that. But I kind of feel like there's going to be stuff that absolutely surprises me, that I'm not expecting, that I'm going to be super psyched for once I see it. That's what I'm excited for, is to be surprised by something. Because I even looked, rumors for Summer Games Fest... There's like nothing out there. Everyone went nuts with the Sony uh, showcase. Yeah. And then for the the Game Fest thing, though, yeah, it's like the crickets. Like everyone's just kind of like, I, I don't know. I get that feeling like since the showcase didn't deliver the big hits that it was talking about, everybody just went, oh, I, I don't know then. I have no idea what's happening anymore. Whatever. But here's one for you, Matt, that I think you're overlooking. Sega is going to be here. Mm-hmm. They're not announcing Persona 6. That's not happening. They're not They're not announcing uh, Re-Fantasy, but you know what they are announcing, if I had to put money on it, is the Persona 3 remaster. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I This is the this is the perfect spot for that. It just makes sense. And I know I'll be wrong. It's going to be like some kind of monkey ball 10 or something, but whatever. I I feel like this is the good spot to get a, a pretty hype announcement out there, but not your your punch, not your big old one two punch, because that'll come at the Tokyo Game Show when they announce you know Persona Six or the Re Fantasy Project, which everyone seems to have forgotten all about, which is basically the Persona team making a fantasy game that is Persona but fantasy. Anywho's that has me excited because both me and you have already picked up Persona Three and we try to play it a little bit here and there, and it's a wonderful game. Don't get me wrong, but I want to play a true Persona. I don't want to play, and it's it's cool in its own way, but I don't like this like half Persona game. Like, And maybe even more important than that is I hope they go in and flesh out the social link some more. Yes. Because, I mean, I, I didn't get deep into it, and I'm sure they do get deep, and I'm sure they do get better. But the few that I did, it was, hey, man, how's it going? All right, see you later. Social link leveled up. Like, we didn't even do anything. We didn't have a deep conversation. We didn't do a cool thing. Nothing. So I'm hoping with the remake, you said remaster, but I think you mean remake. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it's going to be a remake or a remaster. So I, I said remaster just in case. I'd rather be wrong on the crappier end than tell us say remake and it was just a remaster. But yeah, I'm hoping for that. And since you did say Sega, it did spark in my brain one of the things that somebody mentioned, and we've mentioned it like a few episodes ago, however long it was. There are the rumors slash 100% knowledge that a Jet Set Radio game is in development. Hopefully we get even just a proper teaser for that. There's been like the leaked image, like the leaked like five seconds of gameplay or whatever it is. Hopefully that gets a proper showcase because Sega's here. That'd be a nice just 30-second teaser, 30-second trailer. Not not dark screen and then, hey, it's gum, and then smash cut to the thing, but some kind of atmospheric type of thing. You don't have to show a lot, but I would take that. You take some Persona. I definitely take some Persona too. Mm-hmm. Give me some Jet Set Radio also. Yeah. So hopefully we get something in that vein there. Now an easy one too is Gearbox. Now I did look and it said Gearbox Publishing, not Gearbox Official. So unless there's a surprise, because if you remember, they did put out that little uh, image of Lilith and saying you guys, you know, you're not ready for this or whatever, mm-hmm. just a little bit ago and got you know everybody starting to hmm rubbing their chins, seeing what's up. Maybe there's a surprise. I wouldn't count on it, though. We've learned over the years to be cautious. But publishing will be there. You know, I'm always interested to see what Gearbox Publishing is going to do next, who they're going to be putting their uh, money behind, and what they're going to be supporting. They've put out some really cool little games. Uh, 
the big one that I hope they better not show is Homeworld. Because that got delayed into 2020 freaking four. And you remember how much they showed that game? I mean, they spent a, probably a bajillion dollars showcasing Homeworld at the last couple events just to have it pushed. And they should push it. If you're not ready, don't freaking put the game out. So Correct. 100% behind that decision. But, man, that's just nuts to me. All that money just to go, all right, the game just is delayed for a whole other year. Never mind. I was going to jump in and say, well, hopefully you won't see Homeworld because it got delayed. So I'm expecting to not see that. Maybe just, you know, uh, like a 30-second video with the guy who created it, the uh, the guy who's been at all the other shows saying, hey, Homeworld's still in development, but we had these issues and whatever. Mm-hmm. Seeing that it was Gearbox Publishing, they always have something interesting to show. Maybe it's not a game that I usually play, but like Eyes in the Dark, when they showed that off looked last really year cool. or something, mm-hmm. looked really cool. I'm hoping for something like that. Like, I know the looter shooter kind of... They've got one coming that we were interested in. Yeah, that looter shooter. They just finished up a beta on that. I think I saw that on Twitter. So I know that'll be there. Mm -hmm. But I'm hoping for that other oddball one that usually pops in. Like I said, just like Eyes in the Dark, something unique. So, no, they're going to have something fresh and new if they do anything besides that looter shooter game. But I don't know. It's just it's always a wild card with them. You never know what you're going to get. So it's always nice to see them there and playing and having a good time. I can't wait to see what they've got to show us. And beyond that, man, Annapurna. Aren't they working on a Star Wars game? Isn't that them? I think they're working on a Star Wars game, if I'm not mistaken. You're not thinking of the Quantic Dream one, are you? Is that maybe it? Is it? It was really dark looking, and it had the reds and blacks. Star Wars Eclipse. Yeah, that's Quantic Dream, dude. That's Quantic Dreams. Wrong one. I don't know what Annapurna's doing then. F- Annapurna Interactive is one of those developers slash publishers that always has something I wasn't expecting. It's like last year, I think they had uh, Bounty Star, the morose case of with the sheriff girl with the big mech. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's come out yet. No. Maybe that'll be in the showcase. Because I think it was, it was just a trailer last time. Unless it's in early access or something, I don't think that's out. So maybe that'll finally be around to be seen and actually see some gameplay of it. But they always have something. They always have something interesting that tickles the fancy. And I'm going to go over to probably a, a safer bet. I'm going to say Capcom. I want to see some more of Exoprimal. Now, granted, I've, I still maintain that I don't want to shoot a Stegosaurus. But I want to see giant balls of dinosaurs falling out of portals. I want to see that goof-tacular goofinisms of Exoprimal. Maybe they'll have some of that here at the showcase. Something. they got to have something because Resident Evil 4 is out. It's going to be Exoprimal. For sure. Like, I have zero doubt in my mind. You're not going to see anything Resident Evil. It's going to be Exo Primal. I think they're going to make a huge case for it. They, I think they're going to be pumping you up like 100% that it's going to be free to play on Game Pass Day 1 because for a game like this to succeed, you need the numbers. You need the people in there. And I think since it's such a strange you know, premise and a strange game, people aren't going to naturally just like buy it and flock to it. So I think they want to push the point that if you've got that game pass, you can get in there and just give it a shot. And I'll tell you this, the rumblings going around are that it's actually a really good time and that this game is polished and fun and and, and just a hoot to play. I could have played it, and I could have actually be talking to you about it right now. I've I've been in, I, I had alpha access, I have beta access, but I haven't touched it. I didn't get in there and play it. It's just too many other games, things going on, it's been... A tough time to actually mess with it but i could actually be speaking not out of my rear end but factually but unfortunately i've just been sitting on those and i got beta access to a game that you weren't allowed to talk about if you got beta access to it but the two days that beta access was open i had things going on like all night both days Mm -hmm. so i could be here saying oh man i can't wait to see in the devolver digital direct uh some more about this game that i well, it would. Well, I don't know if I can even say the name that I got invited to, but I could be talking about that too, but I'm not because I'm a busy man and what can you do? Yeah. I got nothing. But I promise you it says Exo Primal, and I did watch a bunch of gameplay from some other streamers playing it. It does look cool. I can't wait to hear more about it, you know, really get in there and, and I don't know, maybe it's something we will pick up. Maybe it's something, or at least at least play on the uh, Xbox, Matt. You know, I'll check it out there since it's free and I still have it up. So, okay. I'm looking at this stuff and nothing realistic's popping up. We talked about it. I don't know nothing. Who knows? Give me one thing from one of these developers. Pie in the sky. 
absolute, definitely probably not going to happen. But if they said this, it would make your whole lifetime, Eric. Give me something. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I don't want to go with pie in the sky. That's too Do high. It. No, no. That, this, this, is, this is not expected. But, man, if, if, if this happened, don't, don't you f-ing say Breath of Fire. I will shut this podcast I'm not, down. I was going to say, say Bandai Namco giving me another Tales of, uh, Tales of something. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, that, that to me would make my day. I, I know it's years off. But I, I don't care. Just them coming out with that, or even any JRPG. Like, because Star Nexus was awesome too. But, you know. Don't start couching it with likely things that are going to happen. I said pie in the goddamn sky. Well, like I said, the next Tales, give me the big trailer. Give me, it's already been two, what, two years, three years in development. They're, they're rock and roll. And these games usually come out a lot faster than most games too. So maybe they're already well along the way in the next gen with that title and i get to see an awesome just fun romp in the old rpg world time with the next tales game and that's enough for me to chew on and eat and it's reasonable and i'm i'm i'd be happy with that honestly well i'm couching nothing in reality except that when i searched for summer game leaks summer game rumors one person did say this and i 100% didn't believe it but i'm putting my pie way up in the sky oh cuz square enix is going to be there yeah they are going to be there and this person on this website that I found said, man, you know, my uncle who works at Square Enix said that maybe there's a rumor that somebody's working on a Final Fantasy Tactics remake. So there's my piest in the skyest. I want to see that. Just like uh, we got the Sweet Code in 1 and 2 HD remaster trailer where it was just the trailer. That's it. Nothing, nothing big. Give me just that. How about the Final Fantasy Tactics opening cinematic? Boom. That's it. It's just in glorious HD, and you can take 10 years to make it, or 20 years, or 30 years, just like you did the Final Fantasy VII remake, finally. Give me that. Give me that. And, of course, the, the most pious in the sky is Xeno Gears, but that's never going to happen. But Final Fantasy Tactics remake, a man on the internet said it. Give me that. Now, it's not just a man on the internet. Two things. First off, reality-based. Rebirth is a great time right now to showcase a trailer for that. Just Definitely. a snippet. Nothing big. Because the speculation is that that's supposed to still hit this year at the end, you know, winter time. Mm-hmm. But this right here in the summer would be a great like, hey, here's just a quick cutscene, not enough to take you away from FF16, but enough to get you stoked for what's coming from Square. And I would have said that, but we were wrong like the last two times yes, you said we, it, so I'm never we saying that again. So I, but that to me makes perfect sense. Now for what you said to bolster that, it's it's a foregone conclusion. It's not even a pie in the sky, man. That Final Fantasy Tactics. Is coming. It was in the Razor Leaks. Every game in the Razor Leaks has come to be. Every game. Period. It's none of them have actually been accurate. Not a single one. So this game's real. It, it's coming. It's not. It's not. A, a, oh, 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 why I'd be so happy. No, it's real. Now, does it get talked about here? That's a big if. But that's actually a great one because, like you said, maybe they don't want to take too much attention from FF16 yet. They want to wait. But right now, why not? Final Fantasy Tactics, that's a niche. You know, that, They're only going to get this many people excited. But that's perfect. That's what they want. They know who they're going for. And the people that play it, yeah, they play FS16. But they're going to play that and that. They're going to play them all because they're freaking crazy. Maybe, man. I hope you're right because that would be a perfect spot to play it. And that would be a, a hype, hype trailer to get. Really put everything on Cloud9 and get me happy for Square because with the showcase, they just did that Foam Masters, the Foam Girls, whatever, that Foam Busters and I'm like, I don't know, man. Come on, man. The foam, the foam splatoon was on my list. I put a star <laughs> next did. to it, you and it's underlined. You put a star next to it, but I, I don't know about that game, man. I don't know. We'll Come see. on. We'll see. You know, we'll see how it goes. Maybe it's gonna blow my mind. And I'll change, change it all, and me and you're gonna be in there foaming each other up. It's gonna be fantastic. So, what about you out there in podcast listener land? What are you excited for from the Summer Games Fest? What do you know? Because you got an uncle who works at Nintendo. That's an 80s reference, everybody. In case you didn't know, in case you're a young millennial, a Gen Zer, and I got an uncle who works at Nintendo, and he said that Mega Man 2 is going to have people who are shaped like dominoes. And it didn't happen because everybody had an uncle who worked at Nintendo, and that's just good playground rumors. But what are you actually excited for? What are you hoping for? You know what? Better than that. Shoot me a pie in the sky. An absolute damn buster of a of a break yes i want the pie in the sky the thing that's completely unrealistic that you hope would happen what would make your entire life right now 
and send that to me via the email, thirdshiftmedia.gmail.com. On the Twitter machine, at thirdshiftme. Find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Put it in the Discord. Hit us up on Patreon. Find me on the street. Just tap me on the shoulder and be like, hey, man, what? I would really like to see Xenogears remake. You're right. And then we would high-five each other, and i go, okay, I'm also really unnerved because nobody talks to me, especially taps me on the shoulder. I'll be really awkward, and then I'll get in my car and drive away. Yeah. And we left you the easiest ones anyway. We didn't even talk about PlayStation is going to be there. So you get the possibility of first-party titles from them. Xbox is going to be there. So you get who knows what possibilities out of them. Ubisoft, Warner Brothers. Oh, no. Hey, whoa, we got to pause it. I forgot about Ubisoft. (laughs) Skull and Bones, baby. I want to see some Skull and Bones. For the 400th year, we're going to see Skull and Bones. This is my Breath of Fire. This is my whatever other stupid franchise you always say you want to see again. I want to see a Skull and Bones release day, baby. Not Come on. franchises. You're a terrible person for saying that. You're just <laughs> terrible. Uh, but anywho, we've left the door wide open. There's there's a lot of stuff happening. There's a lot of possibilities. Disney Interactive will be there. You know, I can't wait to see what Disney's going to put out for me. Howard... I know you're stoked. I know you're chomping at the bit, brother, to see that Disney. So we can't wait to tell you about it. But besides that, before that all happens, you can go support us over on Patreon. It's like a little tip jar. You know what I'm saying? Head on over that way and give us a freaking buck. Give us a five bucks. Give us the 20 bucks. And as Matt once said before it all got taken away, we will still, if you give us a million bucks, open up that food line and have ourselves a new life and a new world that we just do what we do. And we're gonna be grocery store owners. We're gonna we're gonna make things happen. But we're gonna have unique fun ways to do it and probably disobey food line laws, which is probably why they banned us and won't talk to us because they don't want to be associated with doing the weird things we were talking about doing. But anywho, you can do that. You can also go to Twitch. You know, if you ain't got the bucks to support us, you can give us the Prime subs over there. You can give us the mailbag questions. You can just go tell us what your pie-in-the-sky idea is. Any interaction at all is fantastico. And you know what else is fantastico? It's listening to the very next episode, which will be dropping on or around the 8th of June. We'll have to record it during that Devolver Digital Direct, which makes me so sad. Mm-hmm. But you can find that episode on iTunes and Stitcher, on Poppy and on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, hey, if you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a view, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. Indeed we do. Just like we appreciate the five-star freaking iTunes things, or the Spotify's apparently nowadays. Come on, folks. Get over there. Shoot us some five-star reviews. Get this summer pumping and rocking by sending me and Matt to the moon. I'll tell you what. You better do it. Otherwise, Grandma's coming for you. Mm-hmm. Don't unleash this per- this persona, this new persona. I'm changing. I'm getting a new persona. Gonna- yeah. I got to do it. I, know, I don't mean persona like that. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Don't do it. Don't make grandma come for you. And before any of that happens, I'm just going to say there's nothing else to say today, but don't. Shut up and sit down.